Rubies! 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 Jamie Tommy Podcast! Talking about movies! Movies! Jamie Tommy Podcast! Talking about movies! And we're back on JB's Driving Podcast. We uh, upped the production value there. Did we? <laughs> I was just talking about that. <laughs> Have ourselves a new uh, intro. Um, paid some, uh, paid a lot of shekels for that. Did you? I did. I imagine. If you yeah. spent more than five bucks, you got ripped off. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> it was close. What is that place called? Fiverr. Fiverr, yeah. Yeah, I got off of Fiverr. Exactly. Fiverr.com. <laughs> anyway, um, blah, 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 um, so what was the last movie we watched? Act- oh, God, already. Well, well, we watched. Um, it was Steven Seagal. We we are in the middle of Action Movie March. March. Yeah. Action Movie March every year. You know what I found? What did you find? I was watching Sci-Fi. The other day, okay, and it is action movie March. On no, there, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Sons of bitches stole our they idea. They lift it. Well, we lift it Sci-Fi July. So, but that's pretty shitty for yeah. them to do that. Sons that's uncalled for. Uh, I feel that that's something that we coined here. Um, people know us for action movie March. I understand that we are huge in Russia right now because of Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven. We celebrate the library of Steven Seagal on uh, their second. We're we're keeping the uh, the Russian fleet's uh, <laughs> yes. morale up. Yes, we are. We are apparently. as they're losing. As they're as they're losing up and down the um, losing the Ukrainian battle. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But we're not here to talk about depressing stuff. No, we leave that to everyone else. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Non-stop. Everyone else. Yep. I had a, uh, I, I was going to start our newest portion of the show, and then I forgot to send it to you. What the, was that? Uh, words of wisdoms from the vice president. Oh, man. Yeah, and I, fu- I fucked up. I forgot to send it to you. I got to be honest with you, fellas. I have never been more inspired in my life. Yeah, dude. That was sh- brilliant. I'm, sh- I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Ukraine is a country. It's a country <laughs> in Europe. It's. I mean, I, I know where it is now because of her. <laughs> it's a country in Europe, and there's another country called Russia. Russia. That's bigger. Bigger. And they're invading, and that's wrong. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the letter E. We got the freaking Cookie Monster as the vice president the right color now. Color yellow. Then the dumb bitch went to Ukraine. <laughs> She went to fucking Ukraine the other day, and she's standing there like, <laughs> just starts laughing because they're they're like, what well, you know these are these are the things that we need, and we need help with this, and we need help with that, and she's standing there, and she just starts laughing, and she's like, a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> just, she's what a, the hell? Has she been tested for like drugs or something? I, I think she drinks a lot. Um, well, oh you know, God. I think Nancy Pelosi forces everyone to drink. Yeah, well, she's a big drinker herself. She's a huge drinker, an 80-year-old broad. 
We're not here to talk about depressing stuff. No, 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 no. Keep it is it depressing? I find it the most amusing thing <laughs> ever. It is. It's it's pretty horrible. It's pretty horrible knowing that we're we're being the diplomatic envoy over there is being led by a pantsuit. It's it's really depressing. Oh, I, what's depressing is the you know the shit that's coming out of it. But whatever. Oh, pantsuit, yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm talking about all the other nonsense yeah. going on right now. The fucking nine dollar gas. Oh, that's yeah, and yeah. the. All the other craziness going on. Yes, I agree. But let's get back to action movie. Action movie march. march. And uh, so what was the last movie we did? Because at this point, I don't remember. It was uh, Born to Raise Hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which right. one was that? That was, well. The title didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about Steven Seagal movies, written by Steven Seagal, that's a very important point. Yep. You really, when you're getting down to nitty gritty, I, I'm not sure what it was about. What what is about? I'm gonna write a movie, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a random name generator. Um, and uh, oh some, wait, that was the one where he was dice. the he was uh, the drug enforcement agent. Yeah, that's right. right? I E T F E R C. Yeah, LGBTQ. Yeah, on the back of their jackets. Oh my god, that was so bad. Where he hooks up with the. The drug kingpin to take down the lesser drug kingpin. Yeah, I mean, he wrote it. I mean, what do you expect? That, that was his words. Jesus Christ. That was his genius. But that's, that's when he, when he uh, that the sex scene where he had his clothes on and his jacket. Yes, yes. He was fully clothed, but satisfied her without <laughs> any problems whatsoever. Of course, whatsoever. she's already naked. Yeah. <laughs> and again, there was no purpose for her being in that movie at all. Nope. None at all except to the satisfy wife. Yep. Yep. Seagal's she's sexual... When we say Seagal's sexual needs, we're not talking about his the the person he's portraying. We're literally talking about Steven Seagal's sexual needs. Yes, yes, yeah. And and to be perfectly honest with you, this movie continues. The movie this week continues that uh, foray into Steven Seagal's completely useless scenes that are completely unnecessary. Just to satisfy Steven Seagal's Steven, itch in his pants. Steven Seagal's itch in his pants. And this week we we are discussing the psychological thriller. Code, Code of Honor. Code of Honor. Oh my God. This movie. <laughs> holy shit, dude. Now, to set the stage, this movie was made in 2016. 16, 16, was it 16? I thought it was 2000. It was either 14 or 16. Okay. Because the next movie was made in 2010 or 10 or 10, 10, 8 or 10, 10 12. Yeah. So we're dealing with the later stages yeah, of 2016. Steven Seagal's career. At this point, Seagal has put on some weight. And I think he's actually, you know, how he, he actually identifies as a Samoan at this point because his skin color is. Not natural. Natural, natural. Well, not, well, not only that, but he he, he kind of talks like a, a, like a, I don't know. He whisper talks. We we discussed this last. He, he talks episode. like he he his his native <sighs> language is jive. But he's yeah, brother. I'm not gonna do that. Oh like yeah. I'm like holy shit. Yeah, he's really what? bad with that this week. Well, what? <laughs> what are you talking? You jive ass turkeys. What are you talking about, <laughs> Steven Skull? <laughs> I I. <sighs> This the, the darker his skin tone gets, the more jive <laughs> it gets introduced it's into like his. It's like he needs to, like, well, I guess I should. I mean, he waxes his goatee. His, his goatee has the consistency of, like. Well, he doesn't have a house in Louisiana. 
end a ranch in Colorado. Oh, enough with that. But then <laughs> in California as well. And then, and and of course, you know, he he uses the uh, soy sauce on his hair. Yeah, like Wayne Newton. He literally he could, his hair is like Wayne Newton's hair. It's insane. Him and uh, Liam Neeson. Those yes. are the two. It, what you, what you Liam Neeson about? had gray hair mm. when he did Batman. And then suddenly, when he did Taken, he had black hair. Yes, like jet black hair. We all we all know that individual. And you're, there, I don't know. You all know someone in your life who it is obvious that the hair is colored, and what I mean is like jet black, and they're usually sixty and above. Hair of color. Yeah, I mean hair of color. Okay. We all know someone like that, and it looks so horribly bad. I knew someone with a piece like that, and I just wanted to tell them, like, you, you, <laughs> the pieces are even better. The pieces are even better when they're when they're not attached properly to Un- the head. Unnaturally black. Look like a freaking rat. Yeah, unnaturally black. Look like a raccoon living up there nesting. Well, at least that's natural. We're talking like like black electrical tape. Yeah. <laughs> Looked like some guy fell into the pit of Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Excuse me. Have some bad blood with Jiffy Lube in this 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 broadcast because they no longer allow Paul into any of their waiting rooms. Nope, it's a shame. Yes, ever since the incident. The incident. It's a shame. But anyway, we are covering Code of Honor here in action movie March. Call about Steven Seagal, and I can't think of. You want to talk about this movie? Do and, we? Yes. Later on in his career, there is one scene. There is there is like a five minute scene that defines this movie. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the fact that I don't even know if this movie's about Steven Seagal or not. The ending. So, the whole strip club scene. Okay? Not exactly sure they need to have a strip club in this movie. They didn't. <laughs> Makes... Um, well, it, it, it does serve as a place of work for the main female lead. Female lead, yes. But um, she's not. She's not even. She's not even important. No. And she's the one that doesn't. She's hot as balls, by the way, Helena and, and, Madsen. And mm-hmm. we don't get to see her topless. And I, she I was doesn't so get naked. If we're gonna have a strip club, I mean, come on. We we, we did see a all couple. the other women in there get naked. Now she doesn't. Something that I noticed as you progress along Steven Seagal's catalog, uh huh, is that the supporting women who get naked in his movies, and there's plenty. They slowly descend from, like, <laughs> D.C. to Curtis Bay in level of looks, okay? We're talking, like, the girls here, like, you could see the, the ribs on the back. Well, what was the one, the, the original one from Under Siege? What Erica Liniak. Erica Liniak. Creme de la creme. And now you're talking about freaking Sapphire down on North Avenue now. Yeah, she, this li- they literally probably filmed this in a strip club. And it was just the strippers on duty at the time. They, they really yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And this is the scene where I don't even know what the hell his name is in this movie. I don't either. I thought it was Cross, but that was the other movie. Well, you want to do a quick... It's uh, Colonel Robert Sykes. Sykes, that's right. You want to do a quick synopsis of what this movie is supposed to be about? Uh, Yeah, okay. So when his family (laughs) is murdered, a special ops operative turns vigilante. (laughs) Of course. Can his former protege, now an FBI agent, Uh stop him before mobsters and police close in? That's it. That's that's the whole fucking story. That's pretty much, yeah. That that is pretty much the entire story. Now the entire movie, Seagal essentially blows shit up. He's almost like a supporting actor in this movie. It's almost like a Godzilla flick. 
Yeah. Like, you know, you, you see less of Godzilla. Yes. And more of, like, other people. And then suddenly, oh, there's there's a guy. There's, he's right there. He's like, uh, we're talking about black exploitation. There's always the main actor that they use that yep. is always on the phone. Seagal kind of played that part in this movie. He, except instead of being on the phone, he appears on top of buildings. With guns. With guns. With a snipper rifle. And just blows people away. And it, uh, Explain say, to me. Okay, let's go through this Seagal first scene. This, <laughs> this first scene. Can we go through the first the scene real quick? The strip club scene? Or no, no, no. The very first scene, it, it opens on him being on a, a water tower or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's all these, there's a drug deal that is going on. Yeah. There's about 15 people there. Yes. Okay. Pitch. They they do this big scene where the whole one group kind of rolls in, and then the other group rolls in, and then a group of bikers roll in, and it's like this all this nonsense going on. Now he's got a sniper rifle. Okay. Yeah. He's taking them. He's literally just taking them out one by one by one. I mean, ding ding ding. The CGI ding, ding. phenomenal. By the oh way. oh, horrible, <laughs> fucking horrible CGI. Uh, this one dude gets shot in the eye, and I think his fucking eye blinks afterwards. <laughs> it does. It it's does. It's so bad. I know what you're talking. It does blink. <laughs> so he's shooting them one after, after another after another, just dead shots, fucking every one of them getting them immediately. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell does he then put that weapon down and pick up, like, basically a machine gun? I don't know which gun it was, but he picks up like this machine gun and then just starts, you know, sh- dropping like whole rounds off on. And it's like, what's the point? Why I, did you do that? I, I think it has more to do with them coaxing Seagal to be in it. Because again, he didn't write this movie. So he's no, probably Michael Win- Winnock. Winnock moved this movie. So, so Seagal is already made there because he knows he can't write an apart for him to molest a woman. Yes. Notice that. And in this movie, he there write, was no sex. There was no Steven Seagal trademark molestation. Right. And. You, you want to talk about the gangs, the gang members that you see throughout the entire movie? Yes. They look like guys you would meet on, like, the Metro or something like that. Like, there's some guy you find in GameStop is... Well, except a- for the beginning scene yeah. where they had the obvious Italians, <laughs> then they had the Mexicans, and then they had the bikers slash Mexicans. It was like, okay. The one... I think the one Hispanic guy with the looking guy with the suit with his suitcase of uh yeah. drugs he was that was over the top. His his dialogue was so stepping like we need you to act over the top. Oh yeah. Person of color. It was really it bad. It was almost it was almost like, you know, the, the the current White House Democratic staff told him to act like a person of color. And he was like, "We uh, don't have right. no what 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 is her line?" Fucking Hillary Clinton's line. Oh, 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 shit. I can't remember it now. Well, I started it, it, and then I forgot it. Her accent is the most important thing there. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> what we... That was the kind of acting that we're talking about. It's <laughs> we don't know nobody. I can't remember the fucking line. And well, it was well, so when he, bad. When he, when he did that, I'm like... I went... <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like... <laughs> and it's supposed to be serious. This is a drug deal, people. It's supposed to be serious. You're no. not supposed to laugh at it. But there I was. There it was. Like, I, 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 <laughs> eventually, we do do end up in the strip club scene. That, as you do. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the very next scene yeah. where he's just sitting back yeah. and staring down the women. And I think that he's actually doing that. Like, he's not acting there. He is legitimately saying, listen, guys, I need to 
make sure everything's going right because I'm in this movie. He's sitting there just staring like watch a, watch a practice sta- staring down these women. Oh my god, yeah, it's ridiculous. Then he like lays he puts his suitcase down, all right? Meanwhile, the brawl, the stripper goes over and talks to the gang. Now, at this point, you're dealing with the entire I just mentioned it. They look like customers in a GameStop. Like the the hard ass gang member there he's, he's she's talking to, the crackhead is talking to. Least threatening gang member of all time. <laughs> Looks like he's working in Papa John's Pizza, you know? <laughs> Paying off freaking his, his uh, DWI from two years ago. So Seagal puts he's the Paying off s- his co- community college bill. His community college bill. <laughs> his damn associates in communications. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pay off. Was it was it Southern New Hampshire University? I don't feel no ways tired. That's, that's the goddamn the, line. <laughs> it took me a while to find it. I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. It's like a, it's and like then a, he followed it up with, uh, I need to see the money first. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it was a bit. So back to the strip club scene. Yeah. Let's finish this off because, again, I think this is, this is epitomizes the movie. So the crackhead goes over, talks to the, the Papa John's employee. Seagal puts the suitcase down, walks away, walks outside. Most secretive thing act in the world. Pulls out the trigger to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. Presses the button, and the entire damn strip club front just blows out. Oh yeah! Next scene, you see the stripper. All the strippers are just walk right out <laughs> there, like a, no that, problem. That was next to the guys <laughs> he wanted to blow up. That just blew up seconds before. They're still wearing their high heels. Yep. And I want to quote Mika when we were watching this because Mika Mika suffers through these movies. She does suffer. She her exact quote was well, well she she made fun of the high heels are still wearing the high heels. <laughs> right. She said, "I'm pretty sure her vagina would have been blown to bits." <laughs> well, I actually felt I felt a little bad. I'm like, oh, he just killed this trip. Oh wait, there they are. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, somehow he blew up a bomb to kill all the bad guys, but the strippers walked away without a problem. That's uh, that's a magic <laughs> explosive. And and they kind of allude to it later in the movie where, like, you know, he doesn't kill innocents. Um, he pinpoints with his bombs. Like, there is... There's no bomb that does there, that. There's <laughs> no bomb that, like, targets, like, just shoots out of the suitcase at... The, the guy upstairs... <laughs> <laughs> on the computer, and the three or four bad guys down there, and the bartender, but the strippers that are basically in yeah. the same area, not touched. She's leaning over the guy. It's insane. And they're dead. And like, there's not even like any like like any heat wounds, no burn wounds at all. I think she had a scratch. But she just she looked inconvenienced. She did. <laughs> Still wearing the heels. Right. And on top of that, you had the over. And the they had tops on. Too. They did. They had did tops. you notice that? Right, right, like, there was a stripper stripping on the damn. <laughs> she and she's got clothes on. She had time thing. to pick and up. And she, she, yeah, she had plenty of time to stop, pick up her top, put it back on, and before she walked outside to to hang out with the That's cops. That's how tragic <laughs> this was. Yeah, super tragic. But killed all the bad guys <laughs> with his pinpoint bomb. <laughs> his suitcase bomb. Now, another thing that doesn't really make any sense here. The they didn't need to come out 
They didn't need to be alive. I mean, he doesn't kill innocents. I get it. They didn't need to be. They could have just been blown up. I think that would have bitch been, better have my money. I think that would have been fine because he does. That's the next later. Scene. He does take out some people that are just. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're just hanging out. They're not doing anything. They're not committing any crimes. <coughs> yeah, he takes them out. It was it was um, rather curious, and then you had the over the top reporter there who's dressed. Uh, yeah. yeah, why was he killed? I, I, I don't, why was he there? Because he made fun of him. I don't get it. I don't understand now, why that guy, why the, why they, why he killed the reporter. I, I didn't Did like I him miss at first. It? I didn't like him at first, but he kind of grew on me. I'm like, okay, I kind of like this guy now. Yeah, and at the end, that that whole thing didn't make any sense. But anyway, we're it's okay. No, I'm just, and then the entire we're almost there. And then and again and again and again <laughs> to wrap that whole strip club blown up scene up is at the end you see. Steven Seagal in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> I just standing behind the crowd of people. Why? Why? But the, 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 the well, none of this makes any fucking sense. It doesn't. So right almost at the end, almost at the end, when they put it together. Wait, 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 wait. whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't gotten to the psychological thriller <laughs> okay, part of this. Sorry, That's sorry, a sorry. special part of this yes, movie. We, we have to... <laughs> That's a very take our spe- time before we get there. Part. Let it stew. <laughs> because, yes. Holy shit! Well, I thought the I thought the guy playing the FBI agent was pretty good. What was his movie? Yeah, like he was he, basically the star. And, yeah. and, like three quarters of the way through, I'm like, like I said, this is like a Godzilla film, <laughs> except it's with Steven Seagal, and he's kind of barely in it. <laughs> he just interjects himself, just something like all of a sudden you see him on the you know another other high point. Or, like, he shoots the uh, main drug czar guy from, like, three miles away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, though, the fact that he was the fact that he was not in it as much and the fact that he got to do what he likes to do, which is shoot people and perform karate maneuvers, Yes, I'll actually give this one more star than I would have normally because I think that he's doing what he likes to do and it keeps even that suspense. Like, why is he not even in this? Like... You know what I mean? It keeps yeah. that that part of it. I I, I kind of like that part that he wasn't even not all the time, of course, because they're his movies, right? They're his, they're oh, he's probably out of breath. The the <laughs> thing was, he didn't write this one, and he had no sex scene, so he probably said, "I'm only coming in for five days." Right. You know what? You're probably right. He's like, right, I'm, 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 right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long it took to re- to to film this, but he probably said, "You get me for five days." Yeah, you get me for five days. I want uh, five hundred thousand dollars. That's it. And the, the main guy was uh, Craig Sheffer, who... Has been on some movies. He's been in a ton of yeah, movies, but yeah. he's he's always like a secondary character, and you don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, his biggest movie, though, was Nightbreed, if you remember that. That's old, maybe. Yeah, that. and he was in the program as well. The guy who was the the head cop guy, um, not the not the older cop, but the... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the head investigator... James Russo is he was he the same guy who was in uh, WandaVision? I did not see WandaVision, so I'm going to have to the uh, pass the, on the this main one, sword guy. I can't remember. I, he looked I familiar. Talking about him? Or I'm not sure which guy you're talking about. I'm not sure either. I'll have to look it up. I I didn't. I failed to look it up before we, and then I because I forgot about it. I'm like. Halfway through, I'm like, well, that's Detective not him. Peterson, maybe? That's not him. Uh, yeah, I think it might be the detective. 
Anyway, uh, let's take a short, short commercial break, real quick. Okay. Commercial break. Sure. Why are we doing this? Thepin.com. Thepin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Thepin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Thepin.com. Okay. Holy that shit. That was, uh, was fantastic. Did you get bored this week? Is that what happened? <laughs> Actually, I did all this like a half an hour before you guys got here. <laughs> <laughs> he got bored today. I, got, I found some trademark free, uh, copyright free music on YouTube and just kind of. Well, that, I didn't do that. I hired somebody to do all this stuff. Right. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so. Like it does guy. not look like he was the guy. Okay. The guy. No, this. It, I like how. Uh, like even as the protagonist, again, it's it, we will get to the ending. Even as like the protagonist or whatever the hell he was in this movie, he was a lot lesser than Steven Seagal. Like Steven Seagal's background was perfect, like perfect. Like his children were murdered and all that, and he had all these accolades. Meanwhile, Craig's character was a degenerate, where his kids left him he's and he's an alcoholic, and his wife and kids piece left of shit. him. Yeah. Can can never refer. Yeah, but you don't find that out till later. No, well, mm, no, you find that out relatively early because he tells the the blonde when she shows up at his hotel. Yeah, but you don't you don't really get the scope of it until they look up their their profiles when they look up Sykes. And oh yeah. they get and they go, you know, they got these really. Well, they never found Sykes. Well, they they, they kept the pro- on saying they, they find the profiles and they go, hey, this guy was uh, never found, but he was great, and then this guy. He's discharged. <laughs> he told people to go at themselves. He's a drunk. You're like, oh crap, you know. Yeah. And then it kind of leads you into, you know, later. Okay. Yeah. Later. So let's get to later. Let's, at this okay. Point because what, who set, gives a shit? Let's set the. Let's. Why don't you set the table for this? Oh, twist. I'm. Okay. So, so the, go ahead and explain that. Like you know, you have Seagal and. Okay, so you have this FBI guy who shows up out of nowhere. You don't know who the hell he is. And then you have Steven Seagal. Now, they keep showing Steven Seagal killing, one by one, killing all these drug dealers and shit like that. Slaughtering them. Um, Now, the blonde, who was a stripper, has a son. Mm -hmm. She grabs her son uh, from school and goes over to the apartment with the other guy. Now, at the same time, the, the FBI guy starts killing people. Like, they literally show you, show him killing, like, stabbing. Yeah. A bunch of of uh, drug dealers and shit like that, and killing them. Like Barack from Mortal Kombat, right? So I mean, it's it's not even like you know they're hiding it, and they even have a conversation at one point in time, Steven Seagal and and uh, the the FBI guy, where they're basically sitting there talking about how uh, you know he's killing, you know, you're killing some of the bad guys for me and letting me take the heat for it, you know, blaming yeah. it on me. So. Essentially, the only person that he ever that Stephen Skull communicates with the whole time is the FBI guy. That's the only guy he talks to. Yeah. He doesn't talk to anybody else. He shows up like mysteriously and disappears mysteriously. Um, and they they Ghost. keep having these back and forth confrontations with each other where they're like, "I'm going to kill you." Well, try. Yeah. I mean, it's just really fucking it's stupid. Silly. So then we go further into it and we find out that, you know, he was, he said, we're going to meet at 
the Sundown Lounge. Yeah, like it was another strip club. Yeah. It, we're going to go to another strip club, and, and, and I'll talk to you, but no other cops can be there. Yeah. Now, he goes in, and he, he you know, he immediately says, I have a jammer, so they can't hear you. Now, of course, the people out in the van are like, it sounds like he just turned off his mm-hmm. mic. So now they're starting to build this. This twist. This twist ending that, they, that they're. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, the twist. It's a twist. It's uh, a double twist. Holy fuck. It's not quite a M. Night Shyamalan twist, but it gets there. Um, so he, he's like, they, they go back and forth, and he's like, I've got a bomb under your chair, and yeah. you know, so I'm going to walk <laughs> out of here. So, of course, Steven Seagal walks out, and nobody sees it. And then he gets into a, this gun battle. Not Steven Seagal, the FBI agent, gets into a gun battle with the bad guys in this other strip club. Yeah. And they're just fucking shooting everybody yeah. up. Yeah, blowing every, everybody up. Exactly. <laughs> and then the cops come in, and they're like, well, what happened? He's like, well, I can't get up. I have a bomb under my chair. So he shot the fuck out of everybody in the thing without getting out of the chair yeah. somehow. That was like the most entertaining part of the movie. And then, you know, he he falls over or something, and they're like, there's no bomb on the chair. Well, that I think that bar was owned by the, the main crime guy. Yeah, who, right. Who, because who they that, actually nab. Because that was the guy that, that was trying to to hook get the blonde, mm-hmm. because she knew everything, but she For didn't know reason. shit. She just walked out. <laughs> right. And they all basically thought it was the FBI guy, mm-hmm. and nobody's ever seen Steven Seagal. She literally says it, before she goes to pick up her kid earlier, and she's in the strip club. She's like, "There's a strange guy in the back who's not tipping." Yeah. And you think she's talking about Steven Seagal, but they never but she never really describes, describes him. She never says she literally says she never got a good look at him mm-hmm. to the cops. So you just assume that she's just covering cuz she doesn't want to be in the middle of it, but the truth of the matter is she just didn't see him. Mm-hmm. So we get to the end of this movie and they're de- they've been they're beating you over the head for the last like half an hour 45 minutes that hey do we really know that Steven Seagal is a real person and that he's here and that he's actually doing the killing? Because come to find out the FBI guy isn't a real FBI guy because the (laughs) FBI show up and they're like, we don't know who the hell that guy is. Of course. Of course. So, uh, but somehow he's convinced all the police in whatever city this is, what is it supposed to be? I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Shithole USA, who knows? Exactly. I'm guessing California. Well, it's somewhere. It's, it's the same city that, that the last movie took in, took place in. <laughs> Wherever, whenever, what country? I don't. We don't know. It didn't matter. It really did. Bulgaria. <laughs> mm. Did he really exist? The detective then starts going on this whole thing. I don't think Sykes really existed. I think. He made him up, yeah. and he's the real killer, the FBI guy. Yes, I keep forgetting that dude's name. What the fuck was that? Whatever his name, name it is, it doesn't yeah. really matter in the end because they're all just Porter. They're all Porters and Porter <laughs> Sykes and Stouts. Jesus Christ. And then, but so you're under this impression that Steven Seagal's character does not exist. So and the very next, <laughs> we get to this final confrontation between. Porter and Sykes on top of a building, but as soon as the helicopter is coming into range, so he would be able to see him. Like 
Sykes jumps through a window. <laughs> no, we gotta get we go, what? go rewind just Oh, okay. Go ahead. Two minutes. Go ahead. So whatever his name is goes to confront Porter. Porter goes to confront Seagal's character, and then Seagal's character turns around and says, they think I'm you and you're me. Like completely Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That just comes out of nowhere. Like they they How are, would you know that? They're they are beating you over the head with this, okay, as a wa- as the person watching the movie, but out of nowhere you just you, you just have uh Seagal just say this for no good reason. It has nothing to do with any part of the story whatsoever. He just just blurts it out. They think you're me and I'm you. How would he know that? And why would anybody well, think that I'm you? One thing, they think you're me makes sense, but they think that I'm you doesn't make sense because if Steven Seagal doesn't exist, then why would they all think that Steven Seagal is him? What the fuck are they talking All this made sense about? up until they had a body on that whatever gurney thing mm-hmm. at the end after. I, yeah, next. we haven't gotten there yet. But yeah, that, it made sense to me. It made sense up until that point that. Yeah, because they start showing you the scenes over the Seagal scenes. They start showing them over. But this time they're showing Porter instead of Seagal yeah. and Porter making all the shots and killing all the bad guys. So what, what other movie does this seem like? Fight Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usual suspects. I mean, basically, this was Steven Seagal. I felt like Fight it was Club. Fight Club, too, when well, I was uh, watching uh, it. Up and, up like until a really had, shit version. <laughs> <laughs> up until they had that body, I'm like, because he could have hallucinated all that stuff. Yeah, he could have. He could have hallucinated Steven Seagal jumping through the window <laughs> because he had to, like, in his mind, they Get away see from the helicopter. And in it, like, that, that all made sense to me. Up until they had this bond, like... Well, whose fucking body is that? Yeah, so he jumps through the window. On the top and, of the so that, for some that's unknown in his reason, mind, that's that's well. Wait a okay. minute. You skip the fact that for no good reason whatsoever, Steven Seagal basically <laughs> kills this reporter for no good reason. It doesn't fall well, no, into this code of honor whatsoever. He just kills well, that's him. That's the that's the that's Porter. And that's then and then he's going to turn around and kill the mayor because he doesn't like the mayor. It's his descent into madness. And then they're in this fucking warehouse, and Steven Seagal has done, <laughs> wired the whole place to explode. That's a good scene. So he jumps through the top. They, they're chasing, he's chasing him through the city. They end up on top of a building. And then they just happen to be on the same fucking building that Steven Seagal wired completely up to explode to, sh- to basically kill himself so that the cops wouldn't catch him. And the re- and, and you, he blows himself up, and they get this body, and they take it out. It wasn't the body that should have bothered you. It was the fact that the little kid ended up with the baseball mitt. Well, so that's, that's the well, that's part why. that basically shows that they're two separate people, and they yeah. weren't the same person. Yes. Or, or that's a homeless person, and, and, and uh, uh, Porter went in and did all that stuff beforehand to make it look like he, he died. Tom. Well, I was thinking that as but well. But they didn't they didn't really push that enough, Tom. That's Unless of the, course that was the reporter's body. You're giving enti- Was that the reporter's body? Entirely too much credit to the writing team of this movie. I'm, I'm uh, wait a minute, I'm serious. Was that the reporter's body? 
I, that they, they found was they, at the same warehouse. They, I, I they should have. They should have uh, shown a little flash of his red shirt. Or they should have made some kind of sense out of all this nonsense. Because I liked where we're going up until that point, and I'm like, wait a minute. Because I, I, I was totally on board with Steven Seagal not being a real person or, or not being there, not and being especially, especially with the, the the kid getting the glove. Yeah, I'm like it's that. That's very Batman. Like, like he gave it to him, and then you know he's he's out there somewhere, right? And I, I was totally for the whole Batman Fight Club aspect. I'm like, whose fucking body is that? They should have they should have went like it should have been a smaller guy because it looked like a big a big body, right? But they or or the red shirt, like you said, or something that you could have just seen and went, yep, that's that reporter, or nope, wow, that, that's a homeless person. But they didn't do that, so now you're like, you ruined the twist. Okay, so let's go back to the fact that, once again, this is yet another Steven Seagal movie where he has very limited fighting. There are very few scenes where he fights. Never takes a punch at all. God, you cannot. You can't even swing at him. You you can't. Exactly. You have to just. I don't remember a single person making an offensive move against him the entire movie. Yeah. Even the the final scene in the next one is even worse, but. Well, the well, the rooftop. There's a rooftop confrontation between him and Porter. Yeah, but I don't think Porter ever gets a real true blow in on him, well, no, and then I mean, he just jumps through a fucking window. Well, none That's of, the only time he takes any damage in the entire movie. None is he of, jumps through a window and blows himself up? Well, I was thinking about when I watched these two. I'm like, you know what? Steven Seagal makes movies just so he can act like a badass. Oh, of course, yeah. In all of his movies, he never really takes any hits. No, he's that goes always against his code. And I don't think he cusses. He definitely doesn't cuss in either one of these movies that we're reviewing this week or next week. Because I, uh, the reason I point that out is because in the next movie we're, we're, we're doing with Stone Cold, he doesn't stop cussing the entire fucking movie. It's just <laughs> insane. So whatever. But I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Steven Seagal doesn't take a hit because his whole – discipline is about not being defensive and being not taking hits so it's because it's not his his martial arts style is not offensive it's defensive i gotta be honest dude like i'm sitting here watching these movies week after week and it's becoming progressively harder to sit here and come up with shit to talk about because they're the same fucking movie well save the rest of it for next next week they they are all the same so what do you give this movie this this pile of shit? Oh, God. I will give this a three. A three. Why do you give it a three? <sighs> okay. Because at least there was an effort to try to give you some kind of a twist. Kind of like a storyline that, you know. There was a little bit of a, a storyline, even though it was kind of like so convoluted, it was hard to follow. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm, I have to go back and figure out that it was one person. And his family was killed by drug dealers. Mm-hmm. But see, he feels guilty about it because he wasn't a good father or husband to his wife and kids before they were killed by the drug dealer. That's the only thing I can come away with. Right. And and giving it the little bit of twist is the only thing that kind of gives it a little bit of difference to uh, some of the other Steven Seagal movies that we've looked at. Um, the bigger issue that I have with it is there's not a lot of fun Steven Seagal in this. I agree. Um, you know, generally we'll be watching Steven Seagal movies 
and he does a lot of stupid shit. He, you know, they do this, the camera speed up because he can't do everything like the back kicks anymore yeah, and that kind of shit. Has way with women. And now it's like you're sitting, he's sitting there, he shoots a guy dead and then somebody starts running up and starts shooting at him and he just kind of ducks behind a wall. Yeah. And that's like his big voodoo yeah. move. I mean, it, it's just. With a serious look on his face. Right. It, it's, it's so much farther down than like a lot of his other movies where he's just so over the fucking top that it's, it's absurd. It's, it's like early Undertaker versus late Undertaker. Fake Undertaker. You're like, he can't even kick or do anything anymore. It's oh. just like he just shows up and doesn't lose. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or he almost gets killed by Goldberg, one or the other. <clears throat> right, 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 right. Yeah, we can equate that to him jumping through a window on the top of a building. I give it a five. Oh wow. oh wow! Shit, man, I liked, you liked I, it. I liked. I was entertained. Uh, I if they if they wouldn't have had that body at the end, come out at all, I would have given it a seven. Jesus Christ! Because it was a, it was it was well written as far as a a twist is concerned. It was entertaining. I liked the the whole Jaws Godzilla aspect of Steven Seagal. He would show up and kill people. That aspect. I liked the the. The sort of dichotomy between the FBI agent uh, Porter and Seagal. I thought that was, you know, because at first you're like, well, they're complete. You know, they're they're sort of like two sides of the same coin, right? You have the he does he, what he does for one reason, and the other guy is obviously less put together. But then you realize it's not it's the same thing. And then you you know it could have been really nice, except for that last part. You were like, what the hell? And they don't explain it, so you're left wondering. I um, in a bad way. I'm going to give it a two. Uh, mm-hmm. I I did not. I, I'll be honest with you guys. I never got the impression they were they were um, the same person or whatever. Because Seagal saved his life early in the movie, so that kind of destroyed that for me. When I saw Seagal turn around and say, "Hey, they think it was like I thought that was just a stupid." Uh, yeah. I, so the entire time, like I never thought. I thought Seagal was just a genius. Like they're supposed to make him a genius and making him look. You know, he set the entire thing up. The reason why I give it a two is there's not enough Seagal in this movie. I want to watch the Steven Seagal movie. I'll better see Steven Seagal in it. I don't care about anybody else in this movie. You know, if they're going to make me see some crack whores on camera, I better see a lot of Seagal. So I'm right. going to give this two. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, don't, I, I just didn't find fun Seagal. It wasn't fun. There was, was no was, fun Seagal for me. It was fun. The one scene made me laugh. The whole blowing up the strip club and they, they're right. fine. That that, and that was a good laugh. That's why it went from a one. That was pretty three. funny. And that, and that's why I said like I went I went with a three because there there was some funny parts like that. Then I think that they did try to do something different than his typical action movies. Yeah. So I wanted to give it a little bit of. I a see. I, I see what you did. They see, they, they do fall in to a cookie cutter a cookie cutter mode after a while and I was watching the, oh, the ones, sure. the ones that we were going to do and I'm like I think I'm finally a Steven Seagal movie connoisseur. You, you, well, we're getting <laughs> because, there. We're getting because there. It, I, I, now it's like oh, okay, here's the setup. Oh, t- title scene's very familiar. Yep, same graphics. Oh, jarring music. Uh, yep, oh, military. Dun, 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 something's happening. Dun, dun, you know, it's, dun, dun. But I expect it and I kind of like it. It's, it's, you guys it's, uh, yeah, be ready. It's kind of like getting into a car. It's not your favorite car, but you know it. You know it. You're, you 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 know what to expect. You know the, right. the, the It's like maybe imagine the car that you drove, either in high school or right after. Dude, I don't have to imagine. 
I have you still have this it? car that has 161,000 miles on it. That's I got a brand new truck that I drove home from the dealership and it's sat in my garage since then because I continue to have that comfort of driving my shitty cars around. That's fine. That's good. But so like it just glove. sits there. And if now you were to drive, yeah, if I were to I've drive, I've got 85 that. miles on a brand new truck that I've owned for two months now. <laughs> There's a car payment on there too. <laughs> Paying a car, car payment, right? Probably collecting value while it's sitting in the garage. Man, it is five hundred dollar thing. Where's this going? Oh yeah, that paperweight in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> so sad. He goes out and looks at it in his garage. Like, Ooh. I need to go inside, back in my bedroom for you know, a second. I, think, I, I think bet you if I opened it, you could still catch a whiff of the brand new car new smell. Car smell oh, yeah. because Matt, it Paul needs to take open. us out. Paul right. needs to take us out. It, yes. He needs to pick us all up, and we need to go like to McDonald's or something. <laughs> just just, oh, just somewhere. You can't eat next. use the smell. No, no, no. Go you, in a restaurant. You can't but just drive car. around in Paul's new car. You can't eat in a new car for like two months. No. Well, no, no, well yeah, there's yeah. a thing. You can't eat. You can't park next to anyone else. Yes. There's a whole thing you need to do because that lasts... Two or three months. And then you're like, eh, fuck this. <laughs> I'll squeeze in between <laughs> these two guys. Anyway, next week we're doing a... Uh, the, is this the finale? No. We got one more after after Maximum Conviction. Okay, but maximum. are we are we doing another Seagal or are we doing... Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme. I, we'll probably do a Jean-Claude Van Damme. Because we talked about... Yeah, we'll probably do a Jean-Claude... Yeah. So next week we're going to... We've gonna, done four Seagulls. So. No, we've done... This will be our third Seagull. Is it? Next week is third Seagull. We did... I thought we did two n- last no, time. We did... We did... No, last time we did four or five. I don't know what we did. It bled Oh, that's right. We did Black Dynamite. Yeah. And then into, we did uh, Steven Seagull. Yeah, yeah. Well, last year it bled into like... Man. Last year we <laughs> did fucking eight Steven yeah, Seagulls. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. People love st- Steven Seagull, let me tell you. But next week we're introducing another star into the Seagull universe. Um... That is not Danny Trejo. We're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming back for WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> next week, we'll be back with Steven Seagal in Maximum, maximum. Conviction.